This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kim Grenolds with Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund. Big news breaking on Monday morning where Coach Jimmy Lake has named a defensive coordinator to replace Pete Kwiatkowski, who has left to Texas. But uh, promoting Bob Gregory to defensive coordinator and then elevating uh, Rip Bowen, who has uh, been with the program a couple of years as an analyst and quality control guy. One of the uh, young up-and-coming guys has been added to the staff. So, uh, Scott, just you know, briefly, just initial reaction to this move. Well, not surprised that he went internal. I thought it was going to be internal for – I mean, it just seemed like it, it was heading that direction. I really thought uh, Bob Gregory was done being a defensive coordinator. I know that he that was one of the reasons he left Cal was he didn't want to be a defensive coordinator anymore. And <clears throat> he was apparently offered the position at uh, Boise State, didn't want it. So I thought he might have just been done because it's, it's a lot of pressure to be a defensive coordinator of a high-end Pac, Pac-12 program. And, uh, but I thought Ikaika Malloy would be that guy. So it ends up being Bob Gregory that I, I don't know if you guys remember this. I, I even had it in a text. Uh, does that mean they'll probably promote Gregory and bring in somebody else? So I little, little prescient on that. Uh, um, but you know, I, I, I like the fact that Rip Bowen is on staff. I like the fact that Ikaika Malloy stays in that front seven. Um, you know, I, I, I guess my initial reaction is I don't know how to feel about this because Bob Gregory is what he is. Um, I think this just means that Jimmy Lake is going to have more of a hand in the defense. And I'm excited to see what Rip uh, Rowan can do as a coach. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see because we're really I don't think you can make a judgment either way on which way this is going to go. Yeah, Chris, your, your initial reaction. My initial reaction was the only surprise was going to be whether or not Jimmy Lake wanted to go outside and kind of revamp things from the outside like he did with the offense. Um, because the if he was going to go internally, it was only going to go one or two ways. It was either going to go with Coach Malloy or Coach Gregory, and that was how it was going to be. Um, the only, I guess, general surprise with that is is that, you know, then there comes the, the hole that he has to fill. And I guess, and I'm not going to speak for you guys, but for me personally – it felt like, okay, well, Pete Kwiatkowski, who they needed to replace, was an outside linebackers coach. So I was kind of thinking it was going to be a linebacker situation. Well, I didn't really, even though I know Akaka Malloy has, uh, you know, experienced coaching linebackers, I really thought that they were going to stick with Akaika at the defensive line and maybe go outside and grab just a specific uh, assistant uh, to coach the outside linebackers or maybe reorganize things that way. I didn't necessarily see this twist where Akaika would go and coach the outside linebackers, and then they would find an, a defensive line coach. And honestly, you know, if you don't know anything about Rip Rowan, and, and I'm not sure 
I know that much more than anybody else at this point uh, because it's kind of like the what they did uh, with Durham Cato last year in terms of promoting a, a, a grad aide or a, or a, an analyst to a, an assistant coach position. You know, it's kind of like that kind of move. And so we'll see what happens. But so far, I think if you ask Washington fans about how the move of Durham Cato to tight ends coach, how that's worked out so far, recruiting and on the field, they'd be pleased. So you've got to go in cautiously optimistic, I think, that Rip Rowan can do the same thing that uh, Durham Cato did. Yeah, just um, one quick note, Chris. You know, a lot of people are looking at outside linebackers and they're looking, you know, a lot of the old timers are thinking that there's four linebackers on the on the field at one time, but the outside linebackers at Washington are kind of a, that hybrid buck where they're a lot of the time they're just uh, defensive ends. So um, it's, I don't know, it's not truly a linebacker coach. It's kind of like a defensive end guy or a stand up defensive end. But, you know, Chris, we've always been real big on what does this mean? You know, you know, when they get a recruit, what does it mean when there's a move made? What does it mean? And when I ask myself that question, what does this mean? It means that Jimmy Lake wants to keep on running the system that he's run, you know, since he's been here, since he was at Boise State. And the system he's run at Washington, him and PK, you know, has led the conference in defense five out of the past seven years. Why would you change that? Because if you go with an outside coach, an outside defensive coordinator that wants to run the same scheme as Jimmy, they may not have the understanding of the scheme that Jimmy wants to run um, as a guy like Bob Gregory, you know, Akaika Malloy technically was co-defensive coordinator, but, you know, Akaika hasn't been around the defense as much as Bob Gregory has. Was, you know, Bob Gregory, Pete Kwiatkowski, and Jimmy Lake have been together for a long time. And, you know, Scott, where you say that um, you think that this means Jimmy's going to have more of a hand in the defense, I think it's actually going to mean that he will be able to devote more time in the other things, because if you have a new defensive coordinator, I think he'd have to have his hands more in the defense if he wanted to continue running the scheme that he was running. He has a lot more trust in Bob Gregory, and I actually think it actually frees him up. Well, I guess we can agree to disagree, because if he brought in somebody who is uh, uh, just going to be the new defensive coordinator, that guy would have wanted to bring in his own system. And how is Jimmy going to be involved in that? So I guess we're going to agree to disagree on that one. I, I think this just means, I mean, Mike Varell even said it on Twitter, the exact same thing, that it, this this pretty much is telling him. Obviously, it's just an opinion, but, you know, it, it tells me and it tells Mike Varell that Jimmy Lake is going to have much more of a an interest in what goes on in that uh, defensive uh, defensive room. And he, he might even end up being the defensive play caller since Bob Gregory will be the, will probably be up in the, in the, um, in the booth uh, sending down formations and, and suggestions. So, yeah. Yeah. And Chris, like I said, you know, I, th- I just think this just um, um, I don't know what the right word is, but it, it's just a continuation of the scheme that they've been running and they've been comfortable with. And like I said, I think an outside guy would have wanted to change the scheme. But uh, this is more of a comfort thing for Jimmy Lake because it's worked. Well, it may be a comfort thing, but it's also just a common sense thing. I mean, you know, if if, if fans out there are looking at this like, okay, was he going to hire a John Donovan type to completely revamp things? Well, Jimmy Lake made it very clear when he was first hired that he was going to completely scrap Chris Peterson's offense and what 
you know, all the guys that like Bush Hamden and all those guys, he was going to scrap that and go with something completely different. But when you've had the number one defense in the Pac-12 five out of the last seven years, why are you going to screw around with that? I mean, there's no reason to. There's no reason to try to fix something that isn't broken. So, again, staying inside and and, and making a, a move in-house makes a lot of sense when you're looking at it that way. For me, it was just a matter of how do you rearrange the the pieces on the chessboard. And he did a little bit different than, than what I think most of us were expecting because we just don't know that much about Rip Rowan. But in terms of whether or not this means Jimmy Lake is more involved or less involved with the defense, to me, I think you just have to look at Jimmy Lake, and I think he's just going to be involved. I mean, that's just who he is. And and I don't know if something like micromanaging is a phase that you, that you have to kind of phase out of as you become a more experienced head coach. But I think that's something that Jimmy Lake is going to have to learn. What is his comfort zone? I mean, what, how involved does he need to be where he feels like he's giving what he can give, but he's not taking something away from the, from the whole, if that makes sense. Hey, Scott, one of the interesting things that I found in this move is that um, there was an article out on the network about a year ago, and it was naming the top you know, guys to watch under 30 years old. And the two guys on that with the Washington Connections – Terrence Brown, you know, was one of them, and he's now one of the secondary coaches, and Rip Rowan was listed on that as well. But when you take a look at the youth on this staff, Scott Huff is not an old guy, um, and then you've got, um, you know, Will Harris is not an old guy. And now Rip Rowan and uh, Junior Adams and Scott Huff, those aren't exactly the old guys, but I think it's a nice mixture of, you know, where they've got the young, energetic guys, and then you know, blending it with some guys who've been through, you know, the blue hairs who've been through the wars. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a pretty good blend. Um, John Donovan has obviously been around for a while, but Durham Cato, this is his first, well, I guess, I mean, he, he was a coach at a little bit lower level school, but um, you know, this is his first FBS job and um, Rip Rowan, same thing. Um, And, you know, it's, Terrence Brown has been on one D1 staff. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it, this is a very young staff. And um, that that article you referenced was from ni- uh, 2019. So, um, you know, it was a couple of years ago. But, yeah, I mean, Rowan, I think, will turn 30 this year. Um, that's a 29-year-old you're bringing in. Um, you know, but everybody says that guy has a great mind and he's high energy and a really good recruiter. Um, I'm interested to see how it ends up going. You know, we mentioned it earlier that a lot of people were – suspect on Durham Cato when he came in and so far he's kind of killed it done really well on the recruiting front I think the tight ends played pretty well let's see how he does with another year under his belt and bringing in the guys that he's targeted and everything like that so um yeah I'm I'm interested to see how this this all kind of works you've got uh Keith Bonahupfa who's kind of in that middle Junior Adams who's kind of in that middle but you've got Durham Cato you've got Scott Huff who's been around for a while, but he's still a pretty young coach. You've got, um, uh, you got Donovan also as an older guy. Um, you've got Gregory as an older guy and Kaika Malloy as an older guy. And the rest of the staff is really, really young. I wouldn't call Kaika an older guy. I'm going to call him a medium guy. How's that? 
Okay, well, we could say the same same thing about uh, Adams and, and Bonifa, but those guys have been around. They've been through some coaching wars and things like that. They've been they've been through it all. Bob Gregory um, is the senior guy on this staff now. I mean, if you think about it, he he has been for a while anyway. He's been around for a long time and and been doing this for a long time. I think there's he's had some success. He's had some failures. A lot of people want to grind on him about the play of the inside linebackers. I don't know if it's been 100% on him. Um, I think some of it's been the way things have been been called up front and things like that. But, uh, you know, the proof is going to be in the pudding. And like I said in, in our in our podcast after Pete Kwiatkowski got or decided to leave was that this hire is going to make or break Jimmy as a, you know, will really tell us real quick, you know, how, how long Jimmy's going to be the head coach at the university of Washington or whether he'll be able to make that decision on his own or somebody else will make it for him. Because if, if this doesn't work, yeah. I mean, you can't go, you can't let him cycle through a bunch of things before he gets it right. He's got to get this right. And, and I don't think we can, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I don't think we can know either way whether this is going to be a success or a big failure. Some people want to go either way. I don't think you can at this point. Hey, Chris, when we take one of the things we're going to have to take a look at, we're going to have to look up the ages of all these guys and compare it to uh, the other schools in the Pac-12 conference and see how Washington's average age ranks. And that might be interesting. But um, I like the infusion of the young guys. Um, you know, you remember when. Um, Keith Gilbertson named Jimmy Lake uh, the defensive backs coach. What was Jimmy back in the day? 27, 28 years old? If that, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, he had been there at Eastern Washington before coming to Washington. So that a lot of it is just who you know. I mean, Rip Rowan was hired to Washington as a, as an analyst by Jimmy Lake. Um, you know, he he must have known him from his days because you know Jimmy, I believe, was was still down in Florida when when. Um, or not necessarily in Florida, but I mean, he was around and, and he said in his media stuff with us today that he was the one responsible for uh, bringing Rip Rowan to Washington because he had, he was like at Florida Atlantic and I think before that Southern Mississippi. So there, I mean, there was really no connection with Rip Rowan in Washington before that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it just, um, you know, he said he's going to bring a lot of juice. That was the term he used, uh, not just on the field, but in recruiting as well. Uh, you know, obviously when you're that young, you have that situation where a lot of these kids will relate to you a little bit more than some of the older coaches. And I can't help but think that, you know, um, for those that, that aren't necessarily, you know, enamored with this hire or whatnot, you know, and maybe it's because they think they needed to make a big splash for, for recruits and whatnot. You know, it's, it's, you just don't know. You'd have no idea. Durham, again, I go back to Durham Cato. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know how that thing's going to work out. And yet Durham Cato might be one of the more successful recruiters on this staff right now with the guys that he's bringing in. Now, again, that can be a happy accident. If you look at some of the guys in the area that just happen to be the guys that, that he's recruiting and it happens to be fertile territory for this, for these particular cycles. So there's that to consider. Um, but when I also think of Rip Rowan and I think of specifically young defensive line coaches that were given an opportunity, um, I can't think of, of, of a better example in the Pac-12 than Tosh Lapoy. I mean, Tosh Lapoy was just a, a grad guy doing his thing at his alma mater. He gets a chance to be a D-line coach, and the rest is history. So I'm not saying Rip Rowan's the next Tosh Lapoy, but who's saying he can't be? eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, 
you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, Chris, you mentioned Durham Cato, and I think one of the interesting comparisons to, um, you know, compare the two with Durham Cato had uh, chances to go to other schools. There were people, I know Fresno State had offered him, and I know some other schools that were hot after Durham Cato trying to pluck him from the staff, and uh, they went ahead and elevated him because if they didn't, they were going to lose them, lose him. And, um, you know, uh, Rip Rowan has been here for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, it sounds like also one of those things that if they hadn't hired him, he would be one of those guys very well that could have moved on as well. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic as well. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy Lake implied in the, in the comments, because I asked, I asked him at the end of our media session, whether or not this, this, this set of announcements, did this, is this the end of the coaching hires or movement or reorganization on Washington staff? And is this the staff he's going to have going forward for the 2021 season? And of course he said, you know, there's just no way to tell because you have the recruiting stuff going on. You've got signing day coming on Wednesday. You've got the Super Bowl coming on Sunday. And after that, there's a lot of coaching hires that take part because now the NFL season's done. So there's still a lot of things that are going on. But he's very hopeful. But he says, you know, you guys may or may not know this, but there's a lot of movement behind the scenes that doesn't get reported. And our guys are coveted. There's a lot of programs out there. And his term was pluck. There are a lot of programs out there that want to pluck our guys and take them. Um, So can you apply that Rip Rowan was maybe one of those guys that was in line for a uh, a coaching job or an assistant job, maybe at a lower level, like uh, either the FCS level or maybe, you know, Mountain West or, or whatever, it, it, whoever, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But basically, Jimmy Lake is saying we're providing this upward mobility and this movement for guys because our guys are coveted. They get better. They develop. And not only do they develop as as coaches and as people, but they're also bringing the players that are in their charge along with them. And they're developing those guys. And those guys go to the NFL. And they become great pros and that kind of thing. It's a self-sustaining type ecosystem. And and so Lake is obviously very, very proud of that. And that's just one more reason why I think he felt like uh, hiring in-house was the best way to go as opposed to maybe uh, going outside and, and risk maybe blowing this whole thing up when it didn't need to be blown up. And Scott, that's one of the interesting things, you know, uh, you know, successful coaches always have guys that can step right in. And when you've got graduate assistants, quality control guys that know the system, know how you work, that are just great people that are going to get hired elsewhere and you can hire within and elevate those guys, you know, just not even guys like that. But, you know, Justin Glenn, you know, who started as an entry level position at UW and now he's a recruiting coordinator. But when you can stay in house and get those guys, I think it adds a lot of stability to the program. You know, one of the best run franchises in the NFL 
Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, and people have worked for those guys forever and they're able to sustain their football team at a high level. So I think there's a lot to do with continuity and being able to make a hire like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, continuity is definitely a big thing that always helps on the recruiting front. That always helps, um, you know, just, hey, our staff stays together. We do our things. But there's also something to be said for if guys were coveted they would be leaving and and things like that so you know i mean there's a lot of ways to sell and not sell that but um yeah i i mean this is a good thing from a continuity standpoint i don't think that you can say that's a bad thing what i can what i can i the thing is i can say uh because i i've been getting texts basically since the announcement came out people some people saying they can't believe this hire other people saying that that they're excited about it and especially with this new guy and they think uh Bob Gregory won't be you know won't be a bad hire and some people you know as a DC and everything like that I I just keep going back we don't know we don't know either way how this is going to work but that's and, the thing Scott when yeah. people don't know they tend to gravitate towards the negative well why not why wouldn't you yeah because if you prepare yourself for things to go bad and they go good, then you're just pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's that that's the way a lot of people look at this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I, I can understand to a certain extent, but then there, it's just like, then they, but the problem is they can't just say it and let it go. They sit there and they have to inject every thread with their fears and their concerns and their negativity. And if you don't feel the same way I do, then you're not a good fan. And, and that's that's what's the frustrating part. And Chris, you've heard me say this hundreds and hundreds of times. If things don't make sense, it usually means you're missing something. So I tend to be more intrigued. You know, what's this? I, I'm really interested in finding out about Rip Rowan. Hopefully, you know, I'd be I'd be thrilled if they, you know, made him available for us. But I think that's going to be the key. What do we know about him? What kind of a coach? And uh, I know that a lot of the Twitter reaction from players and former players will probably see a little bit later in the day. So expecting so it'll be interesting to see that. But uh you know, just you, you know, like I said, you know, just how difficult. What am I trying to say? I'm I'm getting tongue tied here all of a sudden. But well, I'll, um, I'll add that I'll add this much, Kim. Joe Tryon's already put on Twitter a pretty ringing endorsement of Rip Rowan, so that's a good start. That's the other thing that people need to consider is that the 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 lineman because he's helped Akaika Malloy the last couple seasons. So he's been around these kids. He understands them. He under, he's under, he also understands the lay of the land in terms of recruiting too. So he can kind of pick up and it's a seamless transition from where Akaika left off. And obviously Akaika is not going anywhere either. He's going to be right there in the mix, in the rooms and everything else. The last thing I would say or add to the discussion about in-house and, and all that stuff, Jimmy Lake's trying to establish his own coaching tree now. And if you think about it, I'll add a couple names to the mix and guys that have actually gone to the outside now and could maybe come back in in later years because they have a connection. They started out at Washington as grad aides and as analysts and have moved on and done other things. Kane Iwane, for instance, was Jeff Choate's guy at Montana State, who's now Boise State's defensive coordinator. That's a guy with Washington roots because he started his coaching career at the college level at the University of Washington. And then I know there are some fans out there that also put out the name John Timu. Well, everyone knows about John Timu because of what he did at Washington as a player. He's come back to his alma mater. He's kind of working through the coaching thing now. Could John Timu potentially be a guy that we see on the staff here sooner rather than later? 
wouldn't surprise me at all because of the moves that Chris Peterson and Jimmy Lake have made in these past few seasons in terms of bringing guys up, promoting from within, and creating that stable culture that makes you feel really good about wanting to be a part of that thing when you get in at the entry level. By the way, John T. moves with Chicago now, so um, that's a good move for him. Yeah, uh, but I mean, but the point yeah. is, he's yeah, got a connection exactly. with Washington. He started his co- college coaching situation at Washington. He obviously knows Washington super well. He's invested in it because it's his alma mater. So I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just throwing out names. But Gerald these are Alexander's names of guys out there. That, that are yeah, they're, these are guys that are on the outside now that are starting to espouse and 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 give people a solid idea, a positive idea of what Washington builds, and that those kinds of things in the coaching community can can foster and and can become uh, self-sustaining as long as you know lakes around here for a few years and can really kind of establish something uh, Dante Williams was he um, that was a uh, Sark guy wasn't it Scott or was he over here with Jimmy who Timo yeah uh, no Dante Williams Dante Williams he was a uh, he was a um, uh, Sark guy he was under Sark yeah, and Gerald Alexander, um, you know, a lot of people brought up Gerald's name, but uh, he had a hell of a year at Miami with their defensive backs. And, you know, like I have put on the message board seven to- several times, you know, just what I keep on hearing is, you know, college coaches are wanting to get out of college coaching and gravitate towards the NFL. And if you're in the NFL, you're not going to want to come back to college. I know and that. And why is that? Because of the recruiting and the name likeness and image stuff. Cause yeah, it's going to. College football it's, is going to be changing a lot in the next couple of years. NFL, not so much, but uh, yeah, Tosh- just yeah. There's just the haves and the haves are just going to get more, and the have-nots are going to fade away. That's yeah, Jimmy, um, Tosh Lupoy, who is a guy that a lot of people mentioned, uh, got signed by Urban Meyer at uh, Jacksonville as well. But uh, yeah, interesting stuff. So emergency podcast. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, Scott. Just final thoughts on the hire. Don't know how to feel one way or the other. Um, I guess the best way to say is intrigued, wondering how it's going to work all, all out. Um, I like the injection of of youth and and exuberance and and all that all that and energy by uh, Rip Rowan. I'm interested to see how everything works with Jimmy Lake and uh, Bob Gregory and. I wonder what the special teams are going to look like. That's something we didn't even really talk about very much was Keith bon- uh, Keith Bonifa taking over as the special teams coordinator. So real interested to see how that ends up looking uh, when it's all said and done. But overall, not sure which way to feel. Not not overly excited, not overly concerned. Just want to see how it all works out. I like the fact that you're intrigued. And I, I, I you know, I think a lot of people should be more intrigued and curious. But uh, Chris, just uh, your final thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, again, uh, someone asked on the board if I was surprised by it. I'm not surprised by the hire itself. Was just more surprised on if Jimmy was going to make the jump and go outside like he did with John Donovan. Clearly, he wanted to stay, uh, you know, within the program, especially on defense. I think it makes a ton of sense. And there's no one that's going to carry the water for Jimmy on the defensive side more than Bob Gregory. Uh, again, they've coached each uh, coached with each other the last nine years. No one knows the scheme that Jimmy wants to do better than Bob Gregory at this point. So I think it makes a ton of sense. And, and Scott mentioned the whole idea of, of Bob turning down being the DC at other programs. You know, with the changes that are going to be happening with recruiting, with name, image, and likeness, this thing going forward, you know, Bob may see this as the final opportunity for him to really cash in and, and really stake a claim in terms of what he can do. And and if he does well enough, maybe he can even go into the into the NFL or or 
do something else in that in that realm. So, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces to this. Again, I think intrigue should be the word, especially when it comes to Rip Rowan. I think people should be really, really excited if things work out for Rip how they have with Durham Cato. And so I think there's some positive things moving forward. It's not going to generate a huge buzz on the, on the national scene. Um, frankly, I don't know what kind of hire would have. Because if you do look at a Gerald Alexander, you do look at some of these other guys, that would have generated a lot of buzz within the Washington community. I don't think it would have really raised the the meter too much in terms of the national perception. So I think hiring from within makes sense for Jimmy Lake. It's uh, it kind of it's it's obviously a continuation of what he believes in and what he what he wants to promote. So I think it's uh you know it's all good things going forward and hopefully they can keep this staff intact for the 2021 season. Yeah, intrigued and curious. I mean, I think those are the two words that I initially think, you know, when Durham Cato was hired, I just kind of go, huh? You know, but with Rip Rowan, I maybe was a little bit more prepared because of the um, Durham Cato thing. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I think it's a solid hire. But uh, like I said, you know, we're just hoping that we get to see some spring football come April or May. So um, just a reminder for those who are looking for the daily updates and breaking news alerts like we had today, you know, shoot us a note, huskystadium at gmail.com, subject line newsletter. We will get you hooked up. Also, for those who aren't subscribers, we've got a 60% off our annual subscription subscription fee and that'll run through is it went through through wednesday or thursday chris uh runs through the night of signing day so okay wednesday night wednesday night so a uh, good opportunity for you guys to uh you know check out dogman.com and i don't say this often enough if you're just looking at what we have on the front page and that's all you do you are missing out because the good stuff is on the forums the message boards that's where you're going to find the best stuff and really find out the pulse of what the hardcore Husky football fans are talking about. So for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Reynolds along with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. Go dogs. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old, whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.